Welcome to the Thriller Fiction Podcast, your source for gripping and twisty stories in a serialized format. And now, here's your host, Jim Heskett. Welcome, 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 one and all, but especially you, friend, to the Thriller Fiction Podcast and Museum Attack, Season 2 of the Thriller Fiction Podcast, reading Museum Attack by Jim Heskett. That's me, I'm Jim Heskett. I want to welcome you to this. We've got a very short chapter today, so I thought I would tell a little story at the beginning. Is that cool? All right, that's cool. Uh, If you've read Shadow Soldiers all the way to completion, you pretty much know this story already because it's at the very in the what we call the technical industry term back matter that it's after the book there's just some yada yada at the end of the book copyright and that kind of stuff but it's also i tell a little story about how lane parish came to be and so now here is my recounting of that tale lane parish didn't used to exist like all things and all people and all ideas at one point he did not exist My Micah Reed series did exist. Is this getting too philosophical for you? I'll I'll tone it down a bit. So I wrote the Micah Reed series, and I was uh, uh, writing the third book in that series, and I part of that book was called Blood Thief, and I was writing it. It's it's kind of a a noir femme fatale kind of uh, crime thriller. Um, And as I was writing this book, uh, Micah Reed, uh, um, he's he's an Alcoholics Anonymous, and at the time in this, uh, the time frame of this book, he's just celebrating a year of sobriety, and he's kind of looking at his his sponsor, uh, his sponsor and and, um, boss, and saying, "Well, what do I do now? You know, I've got a year. What do I do?" And his boss is like, his sponsor is like, "Well, you know, it's time to go out and like mix with people. You know, you've kind of been hiding in the cave the last year, just." working and doing thrillery stuff so it's time to like make a friend so i needed to invent a friend for micah to uh, associate with in the book and that's where lane came from and the idea basically was that lane was in some ways similar to micah and that he had a, a bit of a mysterious past and maybe he wasn't exactly who he said he was but in other ways he's very different from lane or different from micah Whereas Micah is rather unsure of himself um, and is not, he, you know, Micah, if he could had his druthers, he'd be a pacifist. He doesn't really like guns. He doesn't, um, uh, you know, he's, he's not your typical action hero. Micah just sort of made some bad decisions in his life and got involved with some bad people. And so uh, he seems to keep getting mixed up with trouble. Whereas Lane would be very different from that and that Lane is very gung-ho action hero kind of guy. I mean, he's still, I like to think he's got some humanity to him, particularly when it comes to his daughter, uh, Cameron, but Lane is very much more like your prototypical thriller hero. So I thought it would be kind of ironic for them to be friends. Um, but it, I think it still makes sense in the context of if you read Blood Thief, it makes sense because there's several points where like Micah looks at Lane and he's kind of in awe of him and he admires him. Like there's a scene where where they're driving in a car and Lane is cleaning a pistol and Mike is looking at him. And he's like, this guy has this guy has a past that he's not talking about and he's got you know he's got some skills and he's not talking about this stuff. And so Micah like really respected that about Lane, so they become friends and. And uh, uh, Lane helps Micah out of a jam in Blood Thief. Um, 
and he appears, you know, in several of the Micah Reed books that happen after that. I don't remember all of them, but like at least at least three or four of the Micah Reed books that occur after Blood Thief Lane is a part of them. And so that's where Lane came from. And then as I was um, getting further down the Micah Reed series and I knew Lane was going to have his own series, I wrote a jumping off book. So while Museum Attack is the prequel to the Lane Parish series, the true jumping off book is Micah Reed book number seven, which is called Shock Collar. Because that book is the first time we see the person who uh, will become to, will come to be known as Control, and that's Daphne. Uh, and that's his handler. So we see, we meet Daphne, we learn a lot more about Lane's past, and that's sort of the jumping off point for Lane's own uh, adventures on his own, in his own series, which one of which you're now listening to. So uh, that's all I'm going to ramble on about that story. I just think it's kind of interesting where he came from. Maybe I'll tell some more stories as we go along through this podcast. So now let's do what we came here to do, and that's to uh, read chapter seven. In Museum Attack, it's a short chapter. I'll see you guys on the other side real soon. The two chatty invaders around the bend of the hallway finished their conversation. Footsteps echoed. Lane retreated back toward the stairs since he couldn't tell where the guards were headed. He slipped into a side room near the elevators to put a safe distance between him and the immediate threat. In this room was a single art installation, a hundred or so baby doll heads hanging from the ceiling by strings. Below them, on the floor, a mountain of diapers. What the hell, he whispered. Art never had and never would make any sense to Lane Parrish. He liked rivers and trees and mountains, not baby doll heads hanging from the ceiling. The footsteps edged closer and Lane backed up to the wall. He held the knife at waist level, primed to jab it when necessary. He stilled his breathing and focused on keeping his muscles loose and relaxed, ready to jump. But, above all, he had to stay quiet. No sense in giving his position away before they entered the room. He waited. But they didn't enter this diaper exhibit room. The footsteps peeked and then trailed off. Lane paused another minute and then crept back into the hallway, clear in both directions. He pushed along the hallway leading out from the elevators toward the south side of the building. He thought he'd seen a balcony in that area when he'd been outside. As he crossed an open archway along the hall, he caught a whiff of black clothing in the room. Lane jerked back, hiding against the other side of the wall. Boots thumped on the floor in his direction. Lane reversed course and darted into the next room on the opposite side of the hallway. A darker room with spotlights above illuminating only a handful of paintings in the room. The footsteps still tapped on the floor in the main hall behind him. There was no other way out of this room. Lane hid next to the doorway, meager knife out and ready. He prepared himself to jab it in the first bit of flesh he saw. Heart thumping, palms sweaty, his mouth was so dry he didn't think he could swallow. Out of practice for the scale of an operation like this. The footsteps continued to grow louder until Lane could tell the invader was right outside the room. He heard gears shifting, the squeak of leather, probably a man's gloves. Lane assumed he'd gripped his rifle. Lane breathed in his nose and out his mouth, careful to not make sound. The boots in the hallway shifted. He could hear the man's breathing out there, a slight whistle in his nose, right outside the room. Something in Lane told him to jump out into the hall and attack, to take him head on. But that was crazy. Going against these people directly would be a suicide mission. 
at least until Lane had a better sense of his enemy. The footsteps halted for another moment and then continued yet again. They grew softer. The man was moving in the other direction. In a few seconds, Lane could barely hear him. Then, the elevator dinged. Lane was now alone. Twice in the last three minutes, he'd almost been discovered. There were too many of these invaders for him to slink around unnoticed. They seemed to be everywhere. How was Lane supposed to thread the needle and avoid all of them? The fact that they had guards sweeping the area meant they were still looking for stragglers. Maybe if they found him, they'd only grab him and take him back to the lobby. They might need everyone for whatever this art-destroying project was. He glanced down at the blade in his hand. No. If they saw him with this, they'd shoot him on the spot. He'd better acquire a better weapon than this puny steak knife. No way would he allow himself to be captured again and made a hostage. That meant, at some point, he would have to face one of them. He continued back on his original path, passing more small rooms with various sculptures, paintings, and other odd things. Then he stumbled upon a set of double doors leading out to what looked like an exterior patio on the second floor. Except, heavy chains had sealed the door, joined together with a thick lock. Lane leaned down to study it. He was good with most types, except this one was a combination lock. His skills wouldn't do much with that. It didn't even have a fail-safe keyhole for him to explore. And then, when he peered through the window, he realized it wouldn't matter. The air outside had cleared, and no more smoke billowing everywhere. And now he could see what those huge metal plates on top of the Humvees the armed men had driven to the museum were for. Barricades. A series of them had been set up to form a perimeter around the building. More of the same armed guards stationed behind them, with assault rifles loaded and ready to go. They were prepared for a prolonged siege. And that's all we have to read for that chapter. Alright, that was Chapter 7 of Museum Attack, Season 2 of the Thriller Fiction Podcast, with your host, Jim Heskett. Hey, hey, hey! Hope everyone is having a great day. You in particular. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you, the guy walking your dog, or the woman on the treadmill at the gym, or the other person driving a car right now. You. I'm talking to you. I hope your day is going well. Um, So guys, that's all I want to say. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you'll stick around for the next episode because it's only going to get better from here on out. All right, have a good one. That's it for this episode of the Thriller Fiction Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and visit jimheskett.com for more info and free thriller books.